Sebastian Thrun is a the co-founder of Udacity, and now he's working on as the co-founder of Kitty Hawk, which are making he essentially think of it like a miniature flying car. He calls it an electron electric vertical takeoff and landing machine, and he's trying to solve uh, the solution of like how do we make transport like how do we avoid traffic and avoid traffic fatal uh, like the traffic fatalities. So he's also um, was a tenured professor at Stanford. So he's got a, the reason I tell you all this is because he's had a lot of um, interesting life experiences. So he said some very interesting things when he appeared on Lex Friedman's uh, podcast, the Artificial Intelligence Podcast. He first he talks about like why did he want to start working on robots from a fairly young age, and he says I always wanted to make a robot smart. I thought it'd be super cool to build an artificial human. It is fascinating to study intelligence from a constructive perspective when you build something. He's trying to build something that's, that has its own very variation of intelligence. So that's what he means by that. So he says, computers are so insanely dumb that you have to give them a rule for every contingency. This is very unlike the way people learn from data and experiences. Computers are being instructed. And because it's so hard to get the instruction set right, uh, we pay software engineers $200,000 a year. Um, so now he talks about like this. This has been the reality for a long period of time, and he feels like there's been a major breakthrough uh, in artificial intelligence in the way computers can actually learn. So he says the most recent innovation, which has been in the making for 30 or 40 years, is the idea that computers can find their own rules. They can learn from falling down and getting up like children can. That revolution has led to a capability that is completely unmatched. So then he's asked the question, like you know, you had a, a very interesting set of. Um, life experiences. So how do you choose what problems to try and solve? And so he says, I have two desires in life. One, to make the lives of others better. And two, I want to learn. I don't want to be in a job uh, I am good at because if I'm in a job I'm good at, this is a very interesting idea. Let me start this over. So he says, I don't want to be in a job I'm good at because if I am in a job I'm good at, the chance for me to learn something interesting is minimized. So I want to be in a job that I'm bad at. And so he talks about this is the stuff he's focused on. He says, I've been focused on what is the maximum impact on society. Transportation is something that's transformed the 20th century more than any other invention. Yet we still have a suboptimal transportation solution where we kill 1.2 million, uh, million people every year in cars. It, these kind of numbers just blows my mind that more people aren't working on this. Like we just kind of accept the fact that people are dying all the time. And then th those of us that are still alive are stuck in traffic. It's, it's very, very bizarre. So then he says, uh, yeah, we still have a suboptimal transportation solution where we kill 1.2 million people every year in cars. We are extremely inefficient resource-wise. Just go to any city and look at the number of parked cars. We spend endless hours. That's, that's another thing I didn't even think about. We spend endless hours in traffic jams. A self-driving car um, or a flying car could completely change this. Uh, I love this idea. He says, maintain a continuous focus on improving the weakest part of a system. As long as you focus on improving the weakest part of the system, you eventually build a really great system. That may be my favorite idea of this entire, entire hour-long podcast. As a professor, you, you empower other people. He's talking about his job at Stanford. Your job is to make your students look good. That is all you do. So that's why he says it's very enjoyable. The biggest uh, skill I think people should acquire is to put themselves into the position of the other person, to listen to what the other person has to say. They'd be shocked how similar the other person is to themselves. They would be shocked by how their own actions don't reflect their intentions. So essentially, he's telling us how to build empathy and understanding with other people. And something that um, he says he's like classically trained engineer, so he might not be good at this. And he has a book on that that had a huge impact on his life. Um, and it's called. He says, "Read how to win how to win friends and influence people and apply it every day." Um, and he talks about he he I don't know if he won or he placed in second. He he did very well in the DARPA self driving car challenge. And so what he talked about what was so smart about what they did is how they they changed the incentive. So he said. 
What DARPA did was genius. They made a completely new funding model. They said, let's not fund effort. And the previous people were just writing research papers and then getting paid for that. And he's like, let's fund outcomes. Like you have a lot of effort into a research paper, but it might not be affecting the outcome that much. So they switched it. And he said that made a huge difference. He says this new funding model drew in more people. These people are mostly crazy people. Uh, anybody, they were essentially DARPA like, hey, build a self-driving car and we'll, we'll, you can make a million bucks. So he says uh, this new model drew in new people. They're mostly crazy people. They had a car and a computer and wanted to make a million bucks. That was the prize money. It was so awesome. Then he talks about like why Udacity, like why is it so important? He used a specific example of the, that they have a well-known and uh, uh, like a lot of people take their self-driving car course. So he said, we should give everyone the skill to build a self-driving car. If we do this, we could have 1,000 self-driving car startups. If 10% succeed, that means there'd be more self-driving cars and everyone would be safer. Then he talks about like there's very few opportunities uh, like that could present better economic opportunities to you than learning how to build a self-driving car. He says, if you add up all the engineers that were acqui-hired in the self-driving space and do the math, as a lower bound, I'd estimate that the value of each engineer was $10 million. Think about this. You get yourself a skill, you team up and build a company, and your, and your worth is now $10 million. That is cool. What other thing could you do in your life to be worth $10 million within a year? And then finally, he ends, education should be a basic human right. It cannot be locked up behind ivory tower walls. It cannot be only for rich people. It has to be opened up to everybody.